Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues have played two games since we last talked, both against the Calgary Flames. They went one and one in both of those games. A lot of lot of commentary away from them. Good comeback win in the first game, and then a unfortunate third period led to a loss in the second game. Plus, the St. Louis Blues take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tomorrow night, going to be a tough game. They're going to be reacting to the two Calgary games first and then talking about the Tampa game. Should be a fun episode. Lots to go over. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman, and I got a fun episode for you coming up. Lots to go over. We got two games to react to, plus an upcoming game to preview, plus we're about halfway through the season. We might be exactly halfway through the season. So I'm going to be talking about who I think was the MVP for the St. Louis Blues at the halfway point of the season. Very busy episode, like I said. Lots to talk about. Before I get into it, though, just wanted to thank anyone and everyone who's making Lockdown Blues your first listen, making me part of your daily routine. Uh, You can find the podcast for free on any podcast platform, also on YouTube as well. Uh, Make sure you're hitting that follow or subscribe button wherever you get in your podcast. That way you never miss a new episode. But let's just jump into it starting with the first game against the Calgary Flames, which was a 4-3 overtime win. A couple of good storylines came out of this game, the first of which being the Blues, you know, obviously having that great comeback. Um, My pick for that, for lockdown player of that game, was Pavel Buchnevich, and he opened up the scoring just a little over three and a half minutes into the game, game with a play goal assisted by the youth of the team, Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas. It was a great goal for Booch there. Um, his 14th of the year gave the Blues a great head start. Um, didn't last too, too long as Milan Lucic scored his fourth of the season to make it 1-1 about 10 minutes later. And then Backlund gave the Flames a 2-1 lead uh, just a minute or so after that Lucic goal. So the Blues headed into the second period down 2-1. Um, disappointing period for sure. You know, it felt like the Blues did a good job of getting momentum early, but they didn't, they didn't do the best job of, you know, keeping their foot on the gas. Um, they allowed the Flames to sort of take control towards the end. Flames ended up outshooting the Blues in the first period. Um, and yeah, they found themselves down two to one heading into the second period. Um, it was a rough start giving up a goal a minute in, uh, to go down three to one. After that though, the Blues did a good job of sort of Maintaining good back and forth play, um, didn't allow a ton of opportunities for the Flames after that. Did get outshot in that period, twelve to nine, unfortunately. But um, still, for the most part, you know, like I said, did a good job of of maintaining back and forth play. It was it was definitely an opportunity for the Flames to sort of run away with it. Bennington was very very solid in that second period as well. Um, you know, giving up a, a a fourth goal at that point would be very difficult to very difficult hole for the Blues to climb out of. And Bennington did a good job of making sure that didn't happen. Uh, obviously, giving up three goals as quickly as he did, he wouldn't prefer. 
Um, there were some weak goals in there as well. Uh, well, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit more in the second Calgary game as well. Um, but you know, fortunately for the Blues, they hung on in that period, and that gave them an opportunity to, you know, potentially make a comeback in the third period, and that is exactly what they did. Nikita Alexandrov got his second of the year, assisted by Steven Santini and Jake Neighbor. So that is the complete injury goal right there. Um, none of those three guys would be playing if the Blues weren't being absolutely ravaged by injuries like they are right now. But, you know, it worked out in that instance. The three of them connected for a goal to make it 3-2. to two. And then just 28 seconds later, Jordan Cairo got his 20th of the year from Rosen and Buchnevich to tie the game up at three. And the Blues did a very good job of just hanging on in that period. You know, the Flames couldn't get much going at all. They held the Flames to only six shots in that period, which is half as much as they allowed in each of the previous periods, 13 in the first and 12 in the second. So uh, did a very good job of frustrating Calgary and making it very difficult for them to get any offense going. And because of that, the Blues were able to push it into overtime, which was extremely, extremely short-lived as Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo went down on a two-on-one. Uh, Cairo slid the puck over to Thomas, who put it in the pretty much empty net. Um his 11th of the year to give the Blues a win just 28 seconds into overtime. Um, great win there, you know, great comeback win. Uh, at the time, obviously, you know, you're hoping it, it leads to uh, some some momentum for the next game against Calgary, but wasn't quite the case. So I'm going to be talking about that second Calgary game, the 4-1 loss, after a quick word from the sponsor of today's episode, and that is Bet, or sorry, Built Bar. Bet on the second half. Um, Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. They're delicious. They're protein bars. They taste just like a candy bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but you don't want all of the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year. So if you're like me, you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, I've got the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. I'm serious. They've, they're so delicious, you won't even think they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good, you ask? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, which is my personal favorite, and coconut almond. I'm honestly not sure how they do it, but the Built Bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And they're healthy, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein per bar. Plus, it's not just online before. If you've listened to this show before, you know, I tell you to check out Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars, or if you're close to Sam's Club, run in there, grab a 13-box bar box with multiple flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. You don't want to miss out. Built.com or Walmart or Sam's Club. We'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the Blues unfortunately had a tougher time with their second game against the Calgary Flames in St. Louis. 4-1 loss, and it wasn't pretty. Um, First period, very back and forth. Uh, No one really was able to to capture the momentum. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, the Flames definitely had the stronger of the play, a lot of shots on goal in that period. 16-12 to 12 was the final. Um, and then 
12 to nine in the second period. So the blues really got outplayed in those first two periods. Um, and it led to them giving up a goal late in the second period um, <clears throat> to Walker Dewar, who was his first career goal, I believe. Uh, always difficult <laughs> making that, um, having that scored against you. Um, but unfortunately, the Blues found themselves down one nothing after the second period, and it really didn't feel like they had a whole lot of momentum going for them. You know, Thomas Grice continued his really, really strong play um, and, you know, gave the Blues a chance to, to stay in it. Uh, Jake Neighbors got his second career goal just 20 seconds into the third period, or second goal of the season, I should say, just 20 seconds into the period. Uh, from Achari and Barbashev. So good to see the bottom six, you know, getting involved there. Um, and, you know, producing for the Blues. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it, it, after that goal, it was pretty much all downhill for the Blues. They they didn't really have the easiest time um, producing offense after that. You know, the Flames ca- kind of captured all the momentum. And and uh, it was it was a frustrating finish for the Blues for sure. A couple of turnovers, one by Robert Thomas, one by Justin Falk, turned into goals. Uh, Dylan Dubé, Dubé, whatever his name is, got his ninth goal of the year for the Flames to make it 2-1. to one. Um, Coleman scored six minutes later to make it 3-1, to one, and then Dubé got his second. Blues pulled the goalie very, very early, uh, and unfortunately, they got the, the Flames got their empty net goal pretty quickly, um, and that was history. You know, the Blues didn't show a whole lot of fight in this game. Um, and because of that, found themselves on the losing end. 4-1 uh, to one in this one against Calgary. It, it, it's tough, but, you know, I'm glad that they were able to split the two games. Calgary's a very strong team. Uh, and, you know, could have very easily gone 0-2, especially being down 3-1 to one in that game. Um, so it was tough. Um you know, definitely would have liked to see the Blues reward Thomas Grice more for his play. He had 36 saves, and, you know, it felt like he gave the Blues a good chance to win. Just a couple turnovers in that third period really cost them, and, you know, they never really looked back. Um, apologies for the for the bit of the distraction. It looks like the YouTube video for this episode did just crash, the recording software. So, unfortunately, if you're listening to this, um, you, you won't be able to find this episode on YouTube, uh, but... Going to roll with the punches. Going to finish out this episode strong. Uh, still throw it back to the old days before we had the YouTube channel. Uh, just uploading audio editions of the podcast. But that being said, uh, the Blues do have a game coming up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it's going to be a tough game. Tampa's a tough team. So I'm going to be breaking down who I think are the most important players for each side. And then giving my pick for lockdown player of the game. But let's go through the breakdown here. Uh, talk about each team. Tampa is 26-13-1 on the season. Only third in the Atlantic, though, because the Boston Bruins and Toronto Maple Leafs are on fire to start the year. St. Louis, obviously, 21-19-3. Not as far out of a playoff spot as you would think. I've talked about this you know, on many episodes in the past. But fortunately, the Western Conference is pretty weak. And because of that, the Blues are only two games out of a playoff spot, or two points out of a playoff spot, I should say, behind the Edmonton Oilers, um, four points behind Calgary. So obviously, it would have been nice to get a win. You know, they wouldn't have even been in a playoff spot today, depending on how the other games shaked out. But Tampa is a very good team that has just had rough luck being in such a strong division. 
Obviously, you know, they're the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're maybe one of the best teams of the last few years in the NHL, only been been um, beaten by Colorado since um, uh, since winning, you know, back-to-back Stanley Cups. Weren't able to win a third in a row, but very legit team, very strong team. Um, and it's going to take a lot for the Blues to come away with a victory. Digging into some more of the advanced stats, the, the Blues have the 19th best offense, the, Flame, or the Flames. The Lightning have the fourth best offense in terms of goals per game. They get the 13th most shots on goal. They have the second best power play percentage in the NHL, um, along with the 11th best penalty kill percentage versus the Blues have 11th power play and 26th penalty kill. So staying out of the box is going to be huge for the Blues in this game. Um, you hope that they can stay disciplined. You know, going into going shorthanded against a team like Tampa is never a good idea. Uh, they have so much firepower uh, on their offense that they can really make you pay pretty easily. Um, so because of that, you know, the Blues have to stay disciplined. Like I said, uh, the Flames are the Flames. I'm going to keep doing that, aren't I? The, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are a very strong team. They've been there before. The Blues have played them well traditionally. You know, even during their like their record-breaking season, the Blues play them very, very well, played them hard, uh, had a couple close games. So because of that, I'm hoping that the Blues, you know, rise to the competition uh, and, and give Tampa a good run for their money. Um, but other than that, looking at their defense, Tampa is doesn't have the best defense. They're 15th in the NHL in terms of goals allowed, 13th in shots on goal allowed, and 11th in penalty kill percentage. Um, so, you know, right around middle of the pack defensively. Uh, and then you look at penalty minutes. The Blues are best in the league, only taking 6.8 penalty minutes per game. So that's going to be a huge key if the Blues can continue to have, you know, the league's best discipline like they've shown up until this point. That will be good, especially considering Tampa is at the other end of the spectrum, all the way back at 26 in the NHL with almost 11 uh, minutes in the box a night for them. So if the Blues can win the special teams battle, I think they'll have a good opportunity to win the game as a whole. I'm going to head to our second ad break right now. When I come back, I'm going to be talking about locked on player of the game, plus giving my pick for mid-season MVP. Before I get into that, though, I want to tell you guys about betonline.net. Now, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. I'll be right back to wrap up today's episode. All right. So Andre Vasilevsky likely in net for the Tampa Bay Lightning, maybe the best goalie on the planet he has been in that position for a long time. Um, always very difficult to beat. 917 save percentage on the year. Uh, Jordan Bennington in net for the Blues. Struggling this year, at least numbers-wise. Uh, 892 save percentage. But still, I think it's going to be a good goaltending duel. I like Jordan Bennington's play this season a lot. Um, you know, And I'll talk about that more when I talk about some of the best players through this halfway point of the season. Uh, but my pick for locked on player of the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning is a tough one because the Blues have so many injuries and the Lightning are such a good team. Um, but I think my pick for locked on player of the game is a guy that probably isn't too happy with how he played against Calgary in that second game, and that is Justin Falk. I think 
Justin Falk is going to have to be the anchor of this defense moving forward with all of these injuries. And he had that turnover, which is very unlike him. He's usually very responsible with the puck, but he had a, a pretty rough turnover um, in the Calgary game in that third period that cost them lose a goal. So um, I think he's going to be taking that a little personally and wanting to to prove his his worth and, and prove that he can you know, obviously play at an elite level and be the number one defenseman on this Blues team because that's what he's going to have to be, especially with all of the injuries that they have. So because of that, I think Justin Falk's going to have a good bounce back game. He's going to lead the way defensively, going to frustrate the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, hopefully, you know, and keep them from scoring. And then he'll maybe be out there, you know, power play time, penalty kill, whatever. He'll he'll be he'll be getting a lot of ice time for the St. Louis Blues. And I think he needs to capitalize and take advantage. He needs to be a leader for the Blues uh, in this game. That being said, though, it's going to be it's going to have to be a a real group effort for them. Uh, Tampa is a very very strong team, and you know you're going to have to get a real cohesive play. You can't just you you can't you can't play individually. You know you got to play as a five man unit. They talk about that a lot, um, but especially against a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning, you got to really come in with a game plan, stick to that game plan um, because they are a very experienced team. Uh, they've played a lot of hockey over the last few years. They're a unit that plays very cohesively together. They have a lot of chemistry. So if you if you play a disjointed game against Tampa, you're going to have a tough a tough time. That being said, though, we are at about the halfway point of the season. I actually want to check. I'm going to do the math here uh, to see where we're at. 21, 19, and 3. So we're a little bit over halfway. Um, but in terms of mid-season awards, who has been the most valuable player for the Blues at this point? And I'm, I have a... A surprise take. I think Jordan Bennington has been the most valuable player. He hasn't quite had the numbers that maybe he would want. His save percentage is a little bit down, but he has had a great bounce back season. I think this is the best full regular season we've seen out of Jordan Bennington. Even though the the record of the team isn't great, I think he has been maybe their most consistent player up until this point, and that has been huge for the Blues. He's kept them in games. He's got a couple shutouts, um, and he's he's played well in games where you know, the Blues maybe deserve to lose, et cetera, et cetera. I think if the Blues do make the playoffs this year, Jordan Bennington will be the reason why. Um, he has been sort of their leader. You know, the, the defense has has not improved, but the defense has sort of reacted to his play. When Bennington's playing really well, it's a ripple effect for the rest of the team. Um, moving forward, biggest surprise of the year. That's a tough one, uh, but my, my you know, in, in a good way. The biggest surprise of the year is probably uh, the the recent play of Brandon Saad. Obviously, he started the year a little bit slow, didn't quite get the goal totals that he wanted, but he has maybe been one of the Blues' best players as of late. You know, when he came back from that injury, leading the penalty kill and scoring a ton of goals. Um, he has been a great, great addition to the offense um, ever since he joined the team, obviously. And this year, he is sort of filling that Jaden Schwartz role perfectly of a two-way forward that plays well on the penalty kill, and can get you really timely goals. He's gotten a lot of game-winning goals for the Blues lately, scored their first goal of the game a lot. Um, so he has been great. You know, looking forward to, to the second half of the season, um, the Blues are going to have to continue their consistent play. I think rallying around each other with these injuries has been something that they've had a lot more success with than I anticipated. I thought these injuries would really break them and and – you know, kind of sap all the momentum away from the team, but it's sort of done the exact opposite. And they still have a decent amount of time without their leaders, you know, in O'Reilly and Tarasenko. So they're going to have to continue to to come together and, and rally together and prove the doubters, myself included, wrong. You know, I, I expected this to tank their season. And 
I wouldn't have been surprised if they had lost every game between the injuries and now, but they did they did quite the opposite. They've won more than they've lost. They've gotten a couple shutouts, um, good comeback wins. They've done it all. So it's about continuing that success. And if the Blues are able to, you know, continue to play this well and have that momentum, then you get O'Reilly and Tarasenko back into the lineup. Maybe you're in a playoff spot. Maybe you, you push for a, a playoff run. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the coming games. I think Tampa is going to be a big test. You know, they're a really, really good team. And it's going to be pretty apparent if the Blues can hang with them or not, I'd say pretty early. So definitely looking for that in tomorrow's game. That being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. Again, apologies about the uh, the lack of YouTube video for this one. Uh, I was halfway through the episode and then the, the website that I used to record the video crashed. So just getting audio for today's episode. But uh, if you do want to check us out on YouTube, check me out on YouTube. It's at Locked on Blues. You can see my beautiful face getting close to 600 subscribers there. Everywhere else, though, just Locked On Blues Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can get your podcast completely free. You can follow Locked On Blues on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Blues. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. And as always, let's go Blues.